A great song, Stereo MCs Connected. Uh, and you know exactly where I'm going. No, I'm not going to talk about me being blind or I wasn't able to read the screen. <laughs> oh, Jeffrey Tubin, I just got the full report from the New York Post. Oh, please. No, oh, it's, dinner, it's the dinner hour. <laughs> <laughs> Mom. Oh. Where's Billy? Billy is always late to dinner. Call him. He's up in his room. <laughs> well, Jeffrey's just right over there. Jeffrey, what are you doing over there, honey? I'm on a Zoom call. I'm on a Zoom call with, with, with the New York. I'll be right there, honey. Jeffrey Tubin. Boy. That's, we're going to use his last name as, you know, anybody, Zubin. If you are, if, if you are doing that on Zoom, we'll call we're going to we're gonna call you're, you're Tubin. You're Tubin. It. You're Tubin. It. Stop Tubin it over there. Uh, in, in less gross news. Your president, Mr. Aragon, has come forward. This is the reason I'm voting for Donald Trump while not being the world's biggest Donald Trump fan and not voting for him in 2016. Because he doesn't do the tubing? Uh, he well, hopefully not. Um, at, on, a, on a call, the, 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 his media people let uh, reporters listen in on a call to supporters. So he's speaking from his hotel in Las Vegas today, uh, ahead of two rallies in Arizona. Uh, New Mexico. Americans said, yeah, skipping New Mexico, he said Americans were fed up with, pan, with all the pandemic restrictions. Quote, Fauci is a disaster. If I listened to him, we'd have 500,000 deaths, Trump said on the call. Uh, people are saying, whatever, just leave us alone. They're tired of it. People are tired of hearing Fauci and all these idiots, said Trump. Uh, and, of course, AP has to, has to include, uh, whose rallies include many supporters not wearing masks. Um, quote, Fauci is a nice guy. He's been here for 500 years, Trump said. There you go. I mean, that, that you know, I'm sorry, folks. Uh, you can... Uh, some of my fellow libertarians aren't happy that I've endorsed uh, the incumbent, but uh, you know it's comments like that, and I think his ability to ridicule and belittle the establishment in this country, which is a totally amoral, if not immoral, establishment. Um, that's the reason I've come around uh, on mm. Mr. Trump, and that's one of the reasons I'll be voting for him. All right, here we go. So Jeffrey Tubin, the New York writer and CNN analyst, didn't just expose himself during the work meeting. Oh no. Apparently, he was actually masturbating in the call with some of the biggest names in his company. What are you worried about? This is awesome. Okay. What are you so worried about? Okay. Like, this is the most awesome. This is this is the most awesome story. I, I was I raised in a, in a form of Catholicism where we don't talk about such things. But well, I don't care. Uh, obviously, you're different. <laughs> no, you got this guy literally masturbating in front of his bosses. Oh, my God. And now suspended from the publication. I've made an embarrassingly stupid mistake. Believe me, he's 60 years old. That's not a mistake. Like, that's a choice. Who's doing that? Who's doing that at 60? That's so weird. Oh my gosh, that's awful. Um, really, it's really bad. It's, this is really bad. He's he's married. Oh, <clears throat> to a woman. Yeah. Uh, he's married. He's a Harvard Law School grad, and he made the admission device. So they're the ones who broke the news. And he says, I believed I was not visible on Zoom. I thought no one on the Zoom call could see me. <laughs> makes I it okay. I, wait, hold on, hold on. I thought I had muted the Zoom video. I apologize to my wife, my family, my friends, my coworkers. Like, how old are his kids? Look up how old his kids are. He's, oh. he's got to have kids in his 30s. There's somebody who's not going to be having Thanksgiving and uh, Christmas. That's for sure. Two people on the video told Vice the virtual gathering was part of the election simulation last week. Included New York notables such as Jane Mayer, Evan Osnos, Maisha Guess of oh, oh the New York elites, oh the Stellani Cobb, uh, and the WNYC Public Radio. Tubin 
was taking another call, lowered his camera, and that's when they saw him getting to work on himself. <laughs> it was unclear what, if anything, others on the virtual camera actually saw. Any screenshots? Huh? Can we get that out there? During the simulation, Osnos has been playing the role of Democratic presidential candidate Joe Biden. Uh, Gesner was President Trump. Mayor represented the establishment of Republicans, cops student for the Democrats. Uh, Tubin was supposed to be playing the part of the courts, while Andrew Marantz represented the right, uh, far right. Sue Halpern was the left, and Dexter Phoenix stood in for the military. So they were all doing this whole acting thing on Zoom, which has become this like really hoity-toity left liberal thing. Oh, you know, you get all these very famous people together, right, right. and they start doing these little skits to one another. Uh, he has two adult children, a daughter and a son with his wife. How old? Uh, just as adult children. Um, he also had a long-time on-and-off extramarital affair with attorney Casey Greenfield, the daughter of American television journalist and author Jeff Greenfield, a liberal who I respect, by the way. Um, wow. And uh, they had a child in you 2000. You drop that in there? Uh, that she, there's, there's very few liberals that okay. I do respect. Uh, they had a child in 2009. Uh, Tubin initially resisted acknowledging and offered her money for an abortion. Nice, nice guy. Uh, ultimately, his paternity was confirmed with a DNA test, and separately, a Manhattan family court judge ordered him to pay child support. So this is a guy with some issues in his life. Uh, yeah, he had a Harvard classmate, Amy McIntosh. Is that what you're referring yep. to? Yep. Son and a daughter. That's uh, the wife, yeah. I guess the wife stuck around. A lot of wives do when that happens. Maybe she likes the tubing. All right. I'm sorry. I just, I just it's too easy. Yeah. Low-hanging fruit. Sorry, what? Can't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. All right, let's go to New Mexico United. Yeah. Or should we, or should we get... No, well, let's move should, on. Should we get Travesiani <laughs> more primetime appeal? Oh, uh, Eddie, I mean, as you and I, are, I would agree, I think the whole state is really devastated. We're in love with this guy. We're devastated by the United being kicked mm. out of the, uh, the playoffs on Saturday night. All this guy you know? gets is praise. That's it. That's all he gets. It's just like, he's the coolest... Oh, wow, the shield. I love the design. Oh, I love the, the team. Oh, don't you know the team network? We're going to wait for them at the airport. Yep. Oh, the, the Mexico United is so awesome. And it's not one of those American sports like baseball or football. It's a European football. sport. Yeah. We're sophisticated. Very soccer. much. Yeah. A, a very high end. Well, um, let's get to it. He had a great write-up. Yeah. Make sure that uh, rockoftalk.com, you can... Uh, Look at all the write-ups right there of D. Dowd Muska. Well, I mean, I wanted to sort of look at the ra- the record of, of, of the New Mexico United, the, uh, let's say, public policy record and financial record and uh, po- political record rather than uh, the news that they got booted out of the playoffs Saturday night. Uh, I don't know if I've mentioned it yet. They were booted out of the playoffs Saturday night. They Saturday lost night. on, hey, uh, yeah. Dowd, did you know that the New Mexico United, they lost on Saturday night? And they also traveled to El Paso. They did. And they're not subject to a 14-day quarantine. And it's very funny because 48 hours earlier, they're the governor said, business. don't go to El Paso. And yet uh, a team that she has uh, a nice connection to actually did go to El Paso. Why do you keep traveling? Uh, Where are you going? I see you on Facebook. You to be out. I see you at the airport. Two or three errands at most. Um, we have never gotten. There, uh, I, there was an enterprising reporter back in July. I think he works for, uh, was, it KO, was it KOB or, or KOAT? Um, a rare, rare actual piece of journalism committed by KOAT where they sort of said, how are you guys complying with this? We have the quarantine, we have all this. And uh, Mr. Trevisani, uh, Trevisani said, he got a little snippy. Uh, he said, no, I'm not getting a special treatment. Um, uh, we're conducting, uh, and we're conducting, this is our business. 
Um, so I, uh, I, that, that's you know, other businesses can be uh, just you know have run over with a steamroller with the lockdown, but this is our business traveling. Um, and, and I will give MLG a little concession by saying she did not let she did not let them play. If she was consistent, she canceled all the home only games here. Only after, only after I bitched and moaned about yeah, we it for were, like a whole week. We it, it was brought up regularly uh, on this show. So they traveled a total of 17 times against teams in Arizona, Utah, Colorado, Oklahoma, and Texas this season. July, of course, then through uh, October. And my question is. Was anyone from the state police or any public health authorities making sure that when they came back? Because the rule was very funny, Eddie. It's not a 14-day, exclusively a 14-day rule. It's if you're coming into the state, you have to stay for 14 if you're back permanently. But if you're only staying for, if you're staying for a number of days shorter than 14, you have to quarantine during the length of your actual stay. So did those guys, now they, they boasted, the team said, that the head coach said, oh, no, we, we've created you know, our, our, our own bubble. Uh, our, our players are staying at their apartments, and then they go play matches. Did, do, we, do we know for sure that none of them ever went out and you know, grabbed some food or you know, met with a special lady friend or a special male friend, if that's what you're into? Uh, it's a very none interesting question. None of the New question. Mexico United players have had sex for seven months. Uh, I'm sure it's never happened, uh, and it's uh, very realistic to expect them to comply with all Somebody the orders. Somebody needs to so, get that Eddie Aragon off the radio. Uh, you know, very interesting question, but I, I do think you know, beyond this short-term thing about the, the, the public health order, although yeah. maybe I shouldn't say short-term because apparently it's probably going to be with us uh, forever, uh, the longer term is what are we, how are we funding this, uh, how are you as a taxpayer funding this team? Now, uh, Trevisani is uh, a financial guy. He lived in London. He worked for, um, I think it was Lehman Brothers. Uh, he started off, uh, went to B.C. and Columbia, back my part of the world, northeast New England. He was raised in Woburn, Massachusetts, probably rooted for the Sox. Um, but he ends up in New Mexico. He ends up at Thornburg Investment Management, uh, mm. owned by a, uh, was started by a very big Democratic Party political player, uh, Mr. Garrett Thornburg, originally from Minnesota. And somehow he was involved in Wall Street, but then he ends up in New Mexico, kind of like uh, Eddie Gilbert and kind of like mm. uh, Jeffrey Epstein, all these big money guys. That sovereign who have no connection in New Mexico, but they sovereign wealth fund. They end up here. I don't Love know. It. I don't know how they make their way yeah. to, to New Mexico. The hum brings them. Um, so anyway, Garrett, Mr. Thornburg, of the, the big big player. Of course, his company, uh, the mortgage arm of his company, filed for bankruptcy and laid off 130 people in Santa Fe about 10 years ago when everything was hitting the fan. This year alone, Mr. Thornburg has given $24,000 to people like U.S. Representative Deb Holland, uh, Teresa Legere Fernandez, and I think Ben Ray. A nice 24 grand uh, in various checks. Trevisani is not a big political contributor yet, but give him time. He gave 500 bucks to a political action committee run by Pete Buttigieg, uh, the, thoroughly, Pete Buttigieg. the thoroughly loathsome Pete Buttigieg. Uh, I used to call him Mayor Twink during the primaries, but I, that's, that's a rude Yeah, thing they probably don't want to go there. Um, anyway, he gave uh, Ben Ray $1,000 back in June, Mr. Trevisani, the, the big financier from New York and London, and somehow he ends up in New Mexico. So he's the president and owner, listed as the president and owner of the New Mexico United, a team that back when uh, George Floyd met his, uh, well, timely or untimely demise, depending on how you, how you look at it, Black Lives Matter became real popular uh, with the New Mexico United. They released what they called a resource guide for our supporters on how to support our black community members. Now, Eddie and I talked about this quite a lot at the time, but uh, I actually went back and looked at every line of the resource guide, and it just was even worse than I originally thought. We did report that they talked about taking to the streets. If you or someone you know is arrested while protesting, Senator Jacob Candelaria is offering free legal representation. They supplied his email address and his phone number, (laughs) 
Folks, that would be called an in-kind contribution to a politician who's running for re-election this year, and I wonder if that was declared on the financial disclosure forms for Probably the United not. and Senate. And I would, also, I would also suggest that in the midst of all this, that actually running the advertisement for him directly, that would constitute some sort of uh, payola type deal. Uh, for, it's called the payment for, in kind yeah. under, under campaign finance regulation. And someone someone in state government should be looking at that, <clears throat> um, but I'm sure they won't. Um, our friend uh, Ibram X. Kendi, uh, Eddie brought this to our attention a couple weeks ago, uh, this kind of race, uh, I guess you'd call him just like a racial, racial ambulance chaser. He's a race um, masturbator. Uh, yeah, yeah, a tubinator. Um, nice. He wrote a book, How to Be an Anti-Racist, and oh. the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette this very weekend called it, quote, a textbook example how not to bridge the racial divide. That was good. Uh, they actually, in the resource guide for Black Lives Matter, the New Mexico United, again, we're talking about the team that's been being subsidized with your tax dollars. They put up a video of a player whose his name is Austin Yearwood, and he said that the murders, he called the murders of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, uh, Ahmaud Arbery, uh, and quote, countless others in the past required follow-through that sparks change. So it's uh, not at all clear to me that any of those people were murdered, but according to player Austin Yearwood, uh, who I'm sure has kept in his bubble the whole the whole time, he called them murders. All right, so uh, the big money. Here's the big money, folks. We're going to start with a figure of $4 million. That is the amount of money that has been appropriated via the capital outlay process, uh, generally regarded as the most corrupt capital outlay process in the nation, uh, your your representatives and senators up in Santa Fe, $4 million was appropriated, quote, to acquire land for and plan, uh, to, uh, I'm sorry, to acquire land for and to plan, design, and construct phase one, just phase one, of a sports and cultural center, including art exhibits, public outdoor spaces, retail and dining facilities, and playing fields in Albuquerque in Bernalillo County. That was a specific earmark for the United, they wouldn't. They didn't tell the truth in the language of the legislation. That, I just read you the exact quote of what it's called. But that money was uh, kicked over to the city of Albuquerque for the phase one of their stadium. Of course, they can't play at the UNM facilities. They can't play where the uh, isotopes play. They have to have their own oh, facility. Oh yeah, they need their own. Place. Uh, they've they've got to. And of course, uh, the maximum amount they've been kicking around numbers just all over the map. Sometimes you hear thirty million. The highest number I could find in all the coverage of this was one hundred million dollars. Uh, for a somewhere between ten thousand five hundred to fifteen thousand uh, dollars, fifteen thousand fans with, of course, natural grass field. We have to have natural uh, grass, and it might include an art cultural center, which would have various uh, exhibits, cultural and community events, and/or commercial retail space and housing. So, what they're trying to do is say, "Oh, this is not a giveaway to Trevisani and the New Mexico United. This is going to be so much more than just a soccer field. You know, we're going to have cultural amenities. We might have some retail space and housing." Very, very interesting. They're, they're very clever in terms of how they, how they sell this. Um, this is a team that is, not with me, probably not with Eddie Aragon, this is a team that is wildly popular. It led its league in attendance in 2019. Mr. Trevisani is a financier who used to work for a huge financial firm, uh, graduated Columbia uh, MBA. His wife worked in finance. This guy has access to lots and lots of money. And instead of letting him tap that private money, we're going to be, we're in phase one of funding his own uh, stadium, $4 million for now, and I'm sure uh, much, much more to come in the future. So, Mr. Trevisani, uh, again, another sort of carpetbagger, shows up in this state, plays the uh, establishment, business, political, public-private game very well, uh, does very, very well for himself. Uh, it pays himself a nice salary, I'm sure. Well, how much does he make? Uh, I couldn't find that information. Oh, I'm, well, I'm wait, still wait, wait, digging. Wait, stop, stop. 
Why, if he's getting public money for his stadium, why don't we have full disclosure we have full or disclosure breakdown of, a, of what it is? It's a very, very good question. Because, I mean, this is what we're dealing with. I mean, that, that guy, that uh, douchebag uh, Dan Bilzerian, uh, you see that, his Ignite company? you got to look that up. And uh, Yeah, Dan Blazerian, you see he's like the king of uh, Instagram. Okay. He's hanging out with all those girls all the time. Ah. Right? And he's just bleeding so much cash, and he's looking for, like, more investors to kind of bleed in. And it's like, dude, you're running around on jet skis and boats, and, like, we're just waiting for this, the wheels to come off. He's of an it. internet personality. Uh, he's nothing. <laughs> he's, he's an Instagrammer. Yeah, he's, he's nothing. So, so my, my other issue has to do with the bid process. So why did that? I'm, I'm asking you this because I haven't read up as nearly as much as you do. I mean, you basically spent the weekend with Trevisan. Oh, I did. I mean, you, you guys were getting close. Uh, serving him hot cocoa. Ask him how his team did. I'm buy offable, by the way. <laughs> if I get a little of that four million, I'll shut up. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> I'm still no, waiting for no, that ship won't. to come in. No, you won't. You won't. <laughs> no, I won't. You won't. I, I couldn't tell you what to do. Um, so if that bid process for the, I guess, the architectural stuff? Yes. Why did they already pick an architect to go with or a developer to go with if it was a bid process and it's public money? It would seem to me like there would have to be a public bid process and have each of those people. Is this, is this like another Virgin Galactic where they've already picked their one? Because they seem in the Albuquerque business right. first. They're flaunting it all over the place. They're flaunting, well, this particular uh, firm that we're getting with for this potentially $100 million stadium, state-of-the-art, uh, you know, it, it, we've got FBT architects, and they've got offices in Denver, Charlotte, <laughs> yep. Manhattan Beach, Chase Center in San Francisco. I mean, really? We, you, we really need it. We can't find a local architect? Build here locally, so we're going to take a guy from out of town, from the East Coast, give him a hundred billion dollars to build a stadium, right? Um, and then we're going to go ahead and award all the stuff outside of the state of New Mexico. That makes no sense to me whatsoever. Well, th this isn't the architectural firm. This is the firm that will be deciding the ideal location for the facility. Oh, we're not even to yeah. getting to the architect. Yeah, yeah, we're wow. not. We're not in. We're Holy not in. Moly. We just we need to pay pay somebody to actually. Uh, you know, figure out where to put it because we can't figure it no, out. No, we can't. We, we can't We've got to go out and figure out somebody yeah. Yeah. to pay for. So apparently, yeah. the uh, Harvard-educated mayor who who's putting this up on a silver platter uh, isn't a hole enough to go ahead and say, "Hey, you guys need to put this on. I'm going to give you the money. I'm going to do everything that I possibly can. But you guys are going to build this right here, whether you like it or not." Don't and they have full-time economic development experts <laughs> on city staff? Why would you need to farm this out and, and write a big check to some firm in, and then in get, California? And you get the people who are making excuses. This is a feasibility study, firm out of college. Feasibility for what? There's nothing feasible <laughs> in the state of New Mexico right now. I've got, you, you've got a, a total full lockdown coming tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Seriously, a total lockdown coming tomorrow, and we're having a feasibility study? Nice work if you can get it. This is absolutely insane. Yep. Your, your, your public dollars, ladies and gentlemen. All right, here we go. Let's look at this. Disney attaches racism warning. I wanted to get that out uh, to its multiple iconic films. They're literally going back, right? This is right along the lines. Uh, I think we give plenty of money out to Hollywood all the time. So now they're going to have to have the rubber stamp of approval. 
in order for anybody to run anything out of here. Uh, Peter Pan, Dumbo, racist films? Yeah, that, you remember you remember the whole Gone with the Wind thing? Oh, I do remember that. Yeah, I Gone almost canceled my HBO subscription over that. Yeah, they so brought like, it back. The Gone with the Wind. No, that now it has a disclaimer. It does. I won't watch oh, that, that one. Had, like, <laughs> no. uh, proper context. Yeah. Then you got Meow Wolf uh, looking at, and that's a, a sponsor for New Mexico United. Uh, oh, yeah. Looking oh, yeah. to see uh, employee relations differently. That was in the Santa Fe, uh, New Mexican. Let me tell you. They're not going to come to an agreement because that company made a lot of money. And those employees didn't see all the money, even though that they were shareholders. And all. The company has 270 employees in Santa Fe after laying off 201, furloughing 56 more after the onset of COVID-19. 39 furloughed staff members have been recalled. The CEO and chief <laughs> not as officer, of tomorrow. Yeah, Meow Wolf co-founder and senior creative director Matt King spoke about the labor unrest at the interactive art installation collaborative, acknowledging while there have been problems, management is determined to address them without the need for a union. Isn't that hilarious? <laughs> Probably the most liberal of places is anti-union because, yep. you know, these guys are coming together. I mean, that should tell you where, where they really are. And it also should tell you when, when it comes right to work. I mean, that's something that all of your congressional delegation definitely wants to, to get rid of. Oh, and, you know, I did talk about Lobo and Aggie uh, almost shutting down their cities. Seasons. Well, the New Mexico high school football season has been canceled. And there's a, a great quote from this uh, star at Sandia who got his, I guess he already received his, his scholarship uh, already. Baylor? Yeah. yeah, Baylor. Six foot four and a half, 257 pounds. Big boy. <laughs> Nothing would make me happier than playing my senior season with my teammates, but with Corona, it's just crappy. Everything that's going on is taking energy, you know? <laughs> yeah, we do. No. And uh, he says, he blames Michelle Lujan Grisham for everything. I would say a lot of athletes are very upset at Michelle Lujan Grisham's decision. I don't see why the NFL can play, but high school kids that need football and stuff to stay on track and do the right thing can't play. I mean, it's, it's sad all around. That, that is a teenager uh, football player, ladies and gentlemen, who is wiser than your governor. So we're <laughs> going to cover COVID tomorrow pretty extensively because uh, I imagine I'm going to have to go on air at 1 o'clock tomorrow. You can listen from home, Dad, and we'll bring you on for 4 o'clock because we're going to have to re-gear up uh, for all. Tomorrow's going to be a long day. She has to lock down because she's set the standard. She telegraphed. She, she, you know, she's laid out this, you know, all the gating criteria. She, she has two choices. If the numbers don't look good, say, I was wrong. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna rearrange how we decide whether we're safe or not. Or you go into crazy, you know, full lockdown all over again. I think she's going to do the latter, personally. We will see. Dow, thanks for being here. Thank you, sir. I'm going to call it somewhat of an early night. Uh, I was uh, planning on staying later, but I've got so much uh, to cover. Thank you for all the people who are listening online. Thanks to those of you who are downloading the app. Uh, thanks for those of you who are telling other people about the radio station. Absolutely. I think today was uh, an epic uh, show. And, and be smart out there, folks. It, it, it's only going to get crazier in the next two weeks to come. You know, Just be smart about what you do and what you say out there. Do, do productive things, useful things. Yeah, and be respectful out on the roads. I think that's the other thing, too. I mean, you see somebody with a Trump sticker or, you know, I mean, let them in. I mean, that's okay. If you see somebody with, uh, you know, <laughs> a Bernie Sanders sticker, speed up. <laughs> oh, oh this, he song, didn't say that. This, this song is uh, definitely uh, for Peter Travestiani, uh, Dowd. I know how much you like this. <laughs> we're pals, and, and especially and, after the and, last 20 minutes. <laughs> and, and the name of this band is exactly what we're going to be in. Right after we invest in said New Mexico United uh, football team. That would be dire straits or football team.
Right, not football. Football. Money for nothing. There we go. See you tomorrow. We're at one. <laughs>